0: Whether you're the casual hockey observer or the epitome of a rabbit Hawks fan, Blackhawks Live answers all your questions. It's just been a good sign this year that they all seem to be having fun getting along and working hard. I love those three things together. Joe Brand delivers the news, notes, and everyday gossip from the Madhouse on Madison. Here's Joe Brand. Hello, casual
1: hockey observers. Our most rabid Blackhawks fans. Quite an open. Big thanks to Ernie Skatton, our master of sound here at WGN Radio. How's it going, everyone? I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live. First episode of the 2022-2023 season and could not be more pleased to bring you the Blackhawks all season long opening day Just a couple days away. Wednesday against the Colorado Avalanche. The home opener will be next Friday against the Detroit Red Wings. And a rough preseason, if we're being honest, as the Hawks win just one game in the preseason and uh, had a lot of trouble offensively in the final few games. But obviously this is going to be a different type of year. This is not a year where we're expecting the Blackhawks to win the Stanley Cup. And I know that's rough to say on minute number one of the first show of the entire season, but we're just being honest, right? We're not going to sugarcoat things. It's going to be a tough year, but it's all for a rhyme and a reason. And that all starts with Kyle Davidson's plan of trying to generate some sustained success with this organization. And he's already been very, very busy and not even an entire a year, not even half a year as the general manager of the Blackhawks. A few moves that he made right when he got the job, And a few moves that he made uh, just today or a couple of days ago. The latest of the Chicago Blackhawks roster is that they claimed a player off the New York Rangers roster. Jared Tenorti uh, will join the Blackhawks defense. Claimed off of waivers earlier today. You might have noticed Isaac Phillips going down recently after he was just called up from Rockford's roster. But that move already has been made. Tenorti, an older player, bigger body. He actually played in more games in the AHL than the NHL last season. Uh, but he is a guy that can probably take up a lot of time on the ice, gain some minutes, uh, again, provide a bigger presence, a bigger body that Luke Richardson seems to be pretty fond of. And Richardson said even earlier today that Tenorti hasn't had the easiest road. So sometimes that makes you a little bit hungrier. The Blackhawks are in Denver right now. They decided to head up there or head over there, I should say, a couple days early as, again, Opening night is not until Wednesday when they take on the reigning reigning Stanley Cup champions. And the second straight year that they take on the Colorado Avalanche, too. And I don't know if you know this, but this is the second out of the last three years that the Blackhawks have taken on the reigning Stanley Cup champs. Uh, I do believe that we saw the odds of Colorado winning that game, minus 430. Uh, So that just gives you kind of an idea of what the Blackhawks are heading into for opening nights. I bring up numbers because we are going to be talking a lot about how the lines have been changing uh, throughout the season uh, on each pregame show, each postgame show, and on each episode of Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN Radio. I actually just got done recording a podcast with Chris Foster, who's over on the Blackhawks side of things, and talked... Pretty in-depth about a few of the things to keep an eye out in the hockey betting landscape. And we will get to that in a little bit, but just wanted to cover a few things right now. And one of them, again, being Jared Tenorti being claimed by the Blackhawks off waivers from the New York Rangers. One of the bigger moves that was made just this past weekend, Blackhawks acquiring Jason Dickinson, a forward coming from the Vancouver Canucks in a trade that sent Riley Stillman over to Vancouver. And this was a move that accomplishes a couple of things for the Hawks. It allows them to use their cap room to benefit another team, in this case Vancouver. As Dickinson comes over, he's being owed $2.65 million over the next two years. Uh, that allows the Vancouver Canucks to be camp-compliant, which they had to be at the deadline today. Uh, Riley Stillman, listen, I loved Riley Stillman. Great player. Uh, great locker room presence, just an an awesome guy to talk to. Talked to him a few times this preseason because there was one game where he, as a 24-year-old, was the oldest defenseman in a preseason game, and he's just a a total gamer, a guy that will take on any role you give to him, and a really easy guy to root for and to like. He was a spark plug a lot last year. It is sad to see him go, but, however, it makes sense for the Blackhawks to make this move. Um, Obviously, their offense... Still needs to figure a lot of things out, and a lot of that is going to be just these players coming together and uh, realizing what they have in themselves, developing some chemistry, developing just some movement. Uh, from each other's tendencies, and that is going to take some time because this is a very different Blackhawks team, especially defensively, and that is shown in the preseason, just one goal over their last four games. Uh, So Dickinson can hopefully help out that role, but the biggest prize of that trade is the Blackhawks picked up a second-round pick in 2024. That's next year's draft. That gives the Hawks two picks in each of the first three rounds for the next two years. And whether or not you're upset With where the Blackhawks are going right now, they have a plan. And Kyle Davidson, the general manager, is committed to that plan. You can critique all the moves you want. You can, but you can't critique... His consistency of what he's trying to go for. He's trying to go for young, fast talent. The NHL is different now than it was just a few years back. You remember a few years ago when Stan Bowman was trying to draft a bunch of highly offensively skilled defensemen because that's maybe the way it looked that the league was heading towards? That's not the case. You need some bruisers. You need some big bodies. You need some guys that can uh, provide the muscle out on the ice. And the Blackhawks have a few of those pieces. We saw them make that turn last year when they got guys like Jujar Kara, Jake McCabe, obviously trading for Seth Jones. Uh, But now the point of this whole thing and this whole revamp is to create that depth from the inside and just uh, keep a philosophy when drafting players and Continuing on with the same philosophy coaching-wise, which why Luke Richardson has been brought in. Um, if you haven't heard much or thought much or read much about Luke Richardson, I'm here to tell you I am a fan of what this guy has been bringing. Just very intellectual. Uh, it seems like everybody who has had experience with him already has positive things to say about him. Max Domi is the one who gave uh, such a, a big advocation, saying that the moment I saw Luke Richardson was heading... To the Chicago Blackhawks, he was a free agent. He told his agent, I want to go to Chicago. So that's that's a pretty good vote of confidence uh, right there. And again, this isn't going to be flipped around in one year. So that's why a hire like Luke Richardson is somebody that can instill a good philosophy, a winning culture for a long time coming. Let's face it, Kyle Davidson and Luke Richardson are both given pretty long leashes, right? This is going to take some time. This is a full-on rebuild. But again, at least there is a direction, at least there is a plan. Something we're going to be doing this year, which we haven't done in quite some time, is we're going to be taking calls in the post-game show. And I, I know what you're thinking. Wow, this year we, you decided to take calls in the post-game show. All those years of the Hawks' success, and we were kind of staring away from it. Well, listen, Hawks fans, we want to give you a platform to be Blackhawks fans. You can vent, you can celebrate accomplishments. Let's remember, this is radio, so mind your P's and Q's. But more importantly... Let's just try to have an educated outlook on all this. I understand you might not be happy with the way the organization is going right now. The good news is there's already some young talent in this organization. I know you're probably still a little ticked off about the Alex Dobrynka trade, but let's face it, everything we've seen from Kevin Korchinski over the past preseason and prospect camp has gone just about as good as it can. When you don't include what Alex DeBrinkett is and what he does, Kevin Korczynski seems like quite a pickup by Kyle Davidson and the Chicago Blackhawks. It's going to be really fun to be uh, watching his progression as we go along. And uh, we actually have a highlight that we'll play in the next segment about one of his uh, recent doings on the ice. And if you saw that goal where he fed Lucas Reichel, just threading the needle through the defense Uh, That, that again, gives you a good little microcosm of what the Blackhawks can be in the future. So, again, plenty to get to. We're going to be talking to Joey Zakszewski uh, coming up after the 730 News. He's the voice of the Rockford Icehawks. Does a phenomenal job calling hockey and just knowing hockey. So we'll talk to him about how that preseason is going, a few of the names that he's going to be keeping an eye on throughout the year. But we'll take your calls. We'll take your texts, 312 981 7200 312-981-7200. Again, give us your thoughts. If you'd like to have a conversation, we'd love to have you on. Uh, Let's talk some puck gambling in a little bit and just a few more moves by the Blackhawks when we come back. You're listening to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN.
0: Here by Ryland Kobaskovic. he move by Gothamson. Corner, Sierra. For Gopthamson, he'll score! It's a little give and a little go. It's in the back of the net, and the Seattle Thunderbirds have taken a 2-1 lead. will school coming 16 minutes and 51 seconds in a period number one. Well, you're just going
1: to have to take my word for it or check it out on Twitter, but that goal was scored on a nice assist from Kevin Korczynski. He also picked up his first goal with Seattle the other day, an overtime winner. He's definitely been doing some solid things already, and we saw it firsthand in the preseason. By the way, you're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. I'm Joe Brand. Getting you all set for the Blackhawks season, which begins on Wednesday. They're taking on the Colorado Avalanche, the reigning Stanley Cup champions. Uh, After the 7.30 news, we're going to be bringing in Joey Zakszewski. He's the voice of the Rockford Ice Hogs. We'll have plenty to talk to there as well, but before we get to that, I do want to bring up Uh, Some of the wagers on the NHL spectrum coming up this year, and this is sponsored by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get. I mentioned earlier, I I just did a podcast hit with Chris Vosters, the TV voice of the Chicago Blackhawks, and actually a good buddy of mine. We go back to 2015 when we were both calling games in the same minor league, league in the Midwest League. Um, But great dude, great at his job, a very hard worker, And he was kind enough to let me pop on the Line Changes podcast uh, hosted by the Blackhawks. And, you know, we got to talking about, obviously, a lot of futures bets. The NHL has technically started a couple of wins for the Nashville Predators over the San Jose Sharks in uh, Europe. But the real start to the season will be tomorrow. And then again, the Hawks starting their season on Wednesday in Colorado Quick reminder by the way, that's a national broadcast, the only local broadcast right here on 720 WGN. But if we as we took take a look at the NHL gambling spectrum coming up towards this year. We're looking at a lot of the future bets. And the way I posed it on the other podcast online changes is this. I'll give you an example. On Sunday yesterday, I'm watching the Bears game at a family party. Bears are down 21-3. They're down 21-10 at half. I go and I look at my app Okay, they're plus 800. All right, I'll throw 10 bucks. I'll bite. I'm not expecting them to fully make the comeback. Maybe, maybe in the deep part of my Bears meatball fandom heart, I'm expecting them to, but not really, even though they almost did. Uh, But the fact is, you throw some money on a high uh, percentage like that at plus 800, you wait and see what happens. They score a touchdown in the third quarter, I can cash out and make a profit of 15 bucks. Okay, obviously not that much, but it's a small sample. And hey, it's better than just losing that 10 bucks. So a big reason of these futures bets is to look at some long shots and then just see how they go throughout the year. So if we look at the Stanley Cup Final, favorites, Colorado Avalanche looking to repeat. That's not too far-fetched in the NHL. Other sports are having a more difficult time repeating We just saw Tampa Bay go back-to-back. We saw them nearly have a three-peat until Colorado took them down in six games last year. But okay, Colorado plus 450, fine. Fine bet. Not a bad bet. The New York Rangers are sitting there at plus 1,800. The Tampa Bay Lightning are sitting there at plus 1,200. Again, if you throw money at that, you don't necessarily have to just root for the New York Rangers to win the Stanley Cup or root for Tampa Bay to win the Stanley Cup. They start getting really hot, have a good season, or even are just making a good playoff run. You can cash out now. Obviously, it's enticing because of the whole what-if situation, but this is what a lot of people consider responsible gambling because you are still coming away with a profit. So, if you go ahead and make that bet, ten bucks, a hundred bucks, whatever you want, and you say, "Okay, if I reach this point on my cash out possibility, I'm going to go for it," and that's a little bit of a simpler way to bet and gamble these days without it being an all-or-nothing battle. The other one I want you to keep an eye out for, there's a bet for picking which NHL division will feature the Stanley Cup winner. The Central, obviously the favorite, Colorado's in it, along with the Hawks, plus 225. Over the Metro, plus 310. You've got a couple of teams that could really make some noise. Obviously Carolina, the New York Rangers, a lot of people think Pittsburgh gonna gonna make a lot of noise, even with their older team. The Columbus Blue Jackets now have Johnny Hockey. Who knows? Maybe they go on a nice little run and just are able to make you some money. That's what this whole thing comes down to. Uh, another thing I want to keep—I want you to keep an eye out for teams to win the, each division. Again, let's go with the Central. Colorado Avalanche, or you guessed it, the favorite and minus one forty-five. That right there isn't that bad of a bet. You look at Minnesota, though, at plus 400. A lot of people aren't too crazy on Minnesota because they did lose Kevin Fiala. They're kind of curious how uh, Kaprizov and some of those other guys are going to be able to make up that lost time. But you look at Minnesota's start to the schedule. First five games, a little bit tough. They play the New York Rangers, the LA Kings, Colorado, Vancouver, Boston. But then their next 10 games... They're playing the Blackhawks. They're playing Montreal twice. They're playing Seattle twice. They play the San Jose Sharks. They've also got games against Ottawa, Detroit, Anaheim, teams that are on the fringe, uh, probably more middle of the pack. But still, the first 15 games, maybe you see Minnesota go off on a little bit of a good stretch to begin the year. And then all of a sudden, you might have an opportunity to cash out or just ride it a little bit further. That's the whole point of not putting your entire investment and your entire bet into one team and just living and dying on that. The other thing I want to get to before we get to the news is there's a few things I think Blackhawks fans should keep an eye out for betting wise in the first couple of games. Hawks shots on goal under. And this isn't a crack at the offense. This is just honestly what happens when you get a whole new identity of a team and a whole new identity of an offense. Guys are still figuring things out. If you saw the preseason game between the Hawks and the Minnesota Wild up in Milwaukee, I think the Blackhawks had three shots on goal in the second period. Obviously, that's not their entire roster all on the ice at one time. But they're having some growing pains in figuring out this offense. Obviously, Colorado's a good team. Obviously, they've got a good defense. Maybe a shots on goal under is something to look at for the Hawks in that bet. Something else I think you should keep an eye out for when you are going to a Blackhawks game: Alex Stalock, Pete Mrazek assist. If it's there, if you want to have some fun, if you're willing to risk a little bit, I say go for that. These are two goalies that like to play the puck. It'd be interesting to see if they can help out and score a Blackhawks goal. Again, we've got Joey Zakszewski on the other end of the news. He's the voice of the Rockford IceHogs. He'll be telling us about some of the players we're going to be keeping an eye on and their progression throughout the entire year. And we'll uh, wrap this thing up before the 8 o'clock hour as the Blackhawks, again, will kick off their regular season on Wednesday against the Colorado Avalanche. David Has,
0: Jennings, hasn't gambling changed everything? You wouldn't have had, this you wouldn't have had the, all of
1: that... Two years ago. I'm glad, because I was running out of material to talk about. (laughs) Oops. Okay. Never mind. (laughs) That's David Jennings. He's got the news next. You're listening to Blackhawks Live 720 WGN. Back here on Blackhawks Live 720 WGN, getting you set for the NHL season for the Blackhawks. It begins on Wednesday against the reigning Stanley Cup champs, Colorado Avalanche. Hawks had a bit of a rough preseason As they picked up just one win, it came against the Detroit Red Wings and uh, had some trouble with the offense as the preseason came to a close. But again, it's probably some growing pains that is going to have to just endure at the beginning of the year as these guys are a lot of new faces and figuring out themselves and figuring out these lines. But uh, plenty of good young talent in this Blackhawks organization and a lot of them to be showcased down in Rockford. And with that, we bring in the voice of the Rockford Ice Hogs, Joey Zakszewski, does a fantastic job. He's filled in for the Blackhawks. You've heard him here on 720 WGN. Joey Z, Joey B, what's going on, man?
2: Hey, pal. Thank you so much. First show of the season. It's hockey season, buddy. So excited to get things rolling. And yeah, there's a lot of optimism, a lot of excitement of what's to come for these young Blackhawk prospects. And and some of them, you know, getting another kick at the can for their second or third season in the organization, really starting to develop. So when you look at the season ahead and what's to come with opening weekend, uh, there's there's a lot of excitement and anticipation of, of what this team can do.
1: I definitely want to get into a few of those guys that are on some somewhat of, uh, I don't want to call it a brink year, but it's definitely a year where things might have to be decided sooner rather than later. Uh, But let's start with the elephant in the room, and that's Lucas Reichel, who Mm -hmm. is heading back to Rockford. Everyone seems to be... Totally cool with this plan. Luke Richardson uh, agrees with Kyle Davidson. Sounds like Lucas Reichel took it uh, totally understandably. I do think that there is just a whole lot of transparency going on with this Hawks organization right now. And honestly, I agree with the move, too, because you're bringing him down there to Rockford where he can be the star. He can center that top line and he can really uh, find his own. You can't guarantee he'll have that role up here at the NHL. So what are what are you looking at from Lucas Reichel in terms of progression this year based on what you saw from him last year?
2: I'll tell you what, it's hard to beat what he did last year in the American Hockey League level for a 19-year-old to come in and put up 57 points, lead the Ice Hogs among AHL league rookies and just kind of take the the league by storm in that category. I mean, he had a fantastic first year and a fantastic first impression. You you talked about the Blackhawks, you know, win against Detroit in the preseason and and Lucas Reichel had a had a hand in that one too. So it's a kid that, you know, it's 20 years old. And and I think that's where you talk about the transparency and the development process. And I mean, when I think about what you and I might've been doing at 20 years old, it definitely wasn't preparing for my second (laughs) professional year of hockey and, 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 trying to cut into the national hockey league. So for this kid to to be able to come down and, and like you said, be the star versus – Scratching claw for minutes, maybe lower-level ice time in the National Hockey League, not get those offensive opportunities and play that those first-line minutes like he would get in the American Hockey League could, could be detrimental and, and set you back a little ways. We've seen so many players across the league you know, get rushed up first-round selections, get thrown right into the fire quite literally. And for Lucas Reichel, it's an opportunity for, for him to take that patient approach and for a lot of these guys to take that patient approach too and, and to be the guy. He was the guy, and he had a lot of great mentors last year. Brett Connolly, a veteran who came down from Chicago, took him under his wing, and really showed him you know, that been there, done that mentality, and and what it takes to be successful. This year, he's got a lot of those same pieces. Guys that have been around the American League, been around the National Hockey League, and have been successful. And and guys coming from other organizations too. Dylan Secura coming back into the fold for a a, a second stint in the Blackhawks organization. So, for Lucas to be around like-minded people and like-minded scorers that can put the puck in the net, or even set up his teammates, is going to be huge for him and his development moving forward because again he's just 20 years old he's just on you know the upswing of what's going to be a great career for him so there's no need to rush that and and maybe do any damage by setting him back and putting him in situations that won't allow him to thrive
1: yeah i agree with you if uh people do what i was doing at 20 years old i don't think i'd have a job right now so i appreciate that (laughs) that sentiment of us keeping that behind the curtain um where, where's his confidence level at? I mean, you get to deal with him on more of a daily basis. He does seem very confident whenever he's up with the Hawks. Uh, you, you know, just a, a big bushy smile when he was on that same line as Patrick Kane and, you know, all a all, uh, big grin ear to ear knowing he was going to be playing with the guy that he grew up watching. Um, is it that high and is it even maybe higher down in Rockford his confidence level?
2: Oh, absolutely, and I think back to the first call-ups that he got last season with the Chicago Blackhawks, and then he was sent back down to Rockford and, and just had a chance to, you know, have an honest conversation with him of, of how did you feel, and he said, you know, with his confidence, he felt like he, 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 felt he was more hesitant, like he, he, you know, was shying away from from being the player he was in Rockford, whether it was his playmaking ability, his passing ability, or or passing up opportunities to even shoot the puck. And, and then he comes back down to Rockford. It took him a couple of games to, to get readjusted, and then he was off and running again. So the fact that even in, in his own psyche has progressed in his confidence going into training camp. I mean, you and I had the privilege of seeing him in the Tom Kervis Prospect Showcase. The guy was skating laps around a lot of these young prospects, and then he moved into the NHL preseason, scores in Detroit, and then in the AHL preseason this, in this past weekend got into a game against the Iowa Wild and, and looked incredible there with another uh, line made of his that was with him with the Blackhawks uh, preseason, too, and Michael Tepley. So I think the fact that he's just making those strides mentally in addition to physically putting on weight uh, and being Stronger on the puck certainly will help his cause, so I think it 's those steps you know whether it's it 's on the ice or off the ice in this case with his confidence that that'll allow him to to be successful and When the puck drops on on Saturday up in Winnipeg and against the Manitoba moose for game number one of his second year in professional hockey in North America, I think you 're going to see a lot of that confidence ooze out of the guy
1: he said he 's gained ten pounds, and honor Sorensen is pretty uh, adamant that it, that hasn 't limited or Uh, held back his speed, his agility, his swiftness, his his ability to get through defense, and I I think that has showed as well. Um, You brought up Dylan Sakura. I I, I don't know, maybe I'm making too much of this guy, but I really like the opportunity that he has with the Hawks this time around because it's a totally different situation. I know it was a preseason game. I don't want to call it a fluke goal, but it was kind of a happenstance thing of him scoring 11 seconds into that preseason game. But it's, it's a totally different role for him. He used to be this high prospect for the Hawks that everyone was expecting to you know, be the next electric scorer, and then that didn't happen. So now he's got, he comes in with a different role. And I don't know, I just feel like he can really find a way on this Blackhawks roster. Obviously, he's in uh, Rockford's roster now, but what type of strides do you see him making, if any?
2: I think the the progression that he's made even away from the organization these last two seasons, he was with the Colorado Avalanche uh, organization last year, spent most of the year in the American Hockey League. In fact, was sixth in the AHL in overall scoring and then even got an opportunity with the NHL club a couple of times. And then the year before that, he was with the Henderson Silver Knights and uh, the Vegas Golden Knights organization out out west too. And that's all coming after his time. And and I think now moving into what's going to be his fifth professional season, I don't want to call him a veteran per se, but here's a kid that's coming off a career year That again, you know, when you talk about a Lucas Reichel surrounding him with players that have been there, done that, and have been successful, Dylan Secura is, is a great example to lean on of a guy that. You know, has has tested the waters a little bit, has dealt with expectations, and has succeeded at the American Hockey League level. And like you said, it, it's a different scenario now than when he was a rookie and in his second year when the organization with, you know, even with the Ice Hogs, he was Rookie of the Year as his first campaign, put over 30 points in both of his uh, first two seasons. But like you said, he didn't really quite get that that opportunity and, and really capitalize on his time with the Chicago Blackhawks. Now flip the script a little bit, and you got him in the mix. You got Brett Seney coming over from the Toronto, Mar- uh, Toronto Maple Leafs organization. Luke Phillip coming on from the Calgary Flames where he was in Stockton and which the, the Stockton Heat had an incredible year in the American Hockey League last year as well. So You mix in all these pieces with guys that are playing in their fourth, fifth, even sixth seasons and you throw in a guy like a Lucas Reichel or a Josiah Slavin or a Mike Hardman that are still in the infancy of their careers in years two or maybe years three. I think that's the, the chemistry that you're looking for. That's that's the, the magic combination that you want is guys that have, have seen what the other side can provide, how to be successful in it and how to bring that back with him and for, in Dylan Secura's case, his second stint with the organization.
1: We're talking with Joey Zoczewski, voice of the Rockford Ice Hogs here on Blackhawks Live, taking you up to 8 o'clock tonight. Isaac Phillips, Joey, is 21 years old. He was drafted by the Hawks in 2020. So far, he's played four games in the NHL all last year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see his role with this team by the end of it. Uh, a lot of people are thinking it might be like a make or break situation. Talking to him during preseason, his mindset seems to be in the right place. He's not putting a lot of pressure on himself. And, you know, I, I put that term loosely because uh, the way the organization is going right now, they want big, young defensemen. So I, I don't think it's blatantly a make-or-break situation for Isaac Phillips, but what would you like to see him do in his progression, whether you know it's it's more of an elevated role in Rockford or it is that step to be in a consistent nhl
2: There's no question he'll be a top defenseman with the Rockford Ice Hogs in terms of ice time and opportunities and, and minutes played, and that's just looking at his career from when he joined the organization early, mind you, because his last year in the Ontario Hockey League was during the COVID season. OHL didn't play. So he comes right to the professional ranks and succeeds. He graduates contract levels, Blackhawks sign him. And then last year was really kind of his first full go at a professional season. So I'd call that his rookie year, really. And then into this season, I mean, there's opportunities of plenty. We've seen the development of Alec Regula progress tremendously. And what he's been able to bring to the Blackhawks, Isaac Phillips, is right there behind him. Unfortunately, with the with the uh, injury to Ian Mitchell at the start of uh, of camp, I mean, it, it was a great battle between the three of them, and, and that was a hot conversation with the three of them even last year going into the postseason was guys scratching and clawing for, for time on that blue line and wanting to be the guy, whether it was in a shutdown role or power play opportunities or just being out on the ice in, in key moments. So for Isaac Phillips, he's going to get the world in terms of those opportunities and a chance to, to have that repetition put in his 10,000 hours Because as we saw this past weekend, you know, the phone can ring any time and he could be making his way down I-90 from the state line to United Center any moment now. And I think Isaac Phillips is right there on that bubble. And and the more hours and the more reps he can put in, he's only going to get better.
1: Yeah, definitely a lot of opportunities for a lot of these guys. And uh, I I really like what I've seen from Alec Regula, especially in one of the more recent preseason games. Just not afraid to shoot the puck on the power play, too. So hopefully more stuff like that from him. Uh, Before we let you go, I want to get to – Arvid Soderblom, and how cool was it that you and I got to call his (laughs) NHL debut and then his first NHL start? Uh, Probably cooler for you because you got to know him in Rockford and then get to see uh, all of that at the NHL stage. But um, another guy that isn't putting a lot of pressure on himself, and again, I think that starts with the front office and the coaching staff not putting a lot of pressure on him. He looked really good in that game against Detroit, Uh, I'm just curious, and I probably should know this, did he play in a preseason game yet? What what have you gathered from him this year? What What are you expecting him to do from progression from last year?
2: Yes, he did. He made uh, he made the first appearance this past Wednesday with the Rockford Ice Sogs uh, against the Iowa Wild out in Coralville, part of their two-game real brief preseason schedule before getting ready for this coming weekend uh, against Manitoba, but he looks cool, calm, and collected. I think last year for him coming in from overseas, the SHL, it was the workload. That was probably the biggest thing for in terms of his development and just being able to handle on a nightly basis a guy, you know, how quickly can you turn around a Friday night to a Saturday night or a Saturday night into a Sunday afternoon and, and kind of really work with the grind that an American Hockey League schedule can provide, and he was the guy to do so. He got some help throughout the season, too, and some nights off when he needed it, but just that repetition of, of night after night and the consistency, I think, was the main focus of last season, and, and so he saw success with it. I mean, he earned the most wins by an Hog rookie goaltender in team history and helped the team onto the postseason. I mean, he had a one nothing shutout victory in overtime of a playoff game. If that doesn't tell you that the, the calming nerves that this guy can bring to the table. And so now it's bringing that consistency into a brand new season where he is going to be the number one guy He's gonna get plenty of opportunities to play, playing some big moments as well. He's going to see plenty of chances, whether it's going to be, you know, both games this weekend against Manitoba. He's going to see tons of time down the line too, of what the American hockey league season brings. So for Arvid Soderblom, it's a continue to build on the foundation that he had last year. And, and now he's got a rhythm. And once he can get locked into that rhythm again, Similar to what we were talking about with Isaac Phillips. If anything were to happen up top and Arvid were to be put in those situations where when we saw him you know, New Year's Eve or and New what was it, New Year's Day and the day after yeah, yeah. of last year when you and I got to, to sit and watch him against Nashville and against Calgary those aren't going to be unfamiliar territories for him. He's going to come right in and do exactly what he did against the Detroit Red Wings in the preseason, and he'll be that calm goaltender. He's not a flashy guy. He's not going to wow you with razzle-dazzle saves. He's meticulous. He's very cerebral in how he approaches the game, and I think he's got another level that he can reach this season.
1: Joey Zakchewski, voice of the Rockford Icehogs. Follow him at Joey Z Radio. I guess we buried the lead, Joey. This is your first radio hit on WGN Radio as a married man, congratulations. <laughs> Welcome to the co- club. I appreciate it. And to be on the inaugural
2: show of the season, I man, <laughs> I'm I'm checking all kinds of boxes tonight. I cannot thank you enough.
1: Hey, well, we had to clear our space to make sure that we could bring you in, so we really appreciate you making a <laughs> time for us tonight.
2: Thank you, Joseph. I appreciate it, sir.
1: All right, pal. We'll talk to you down the road. Uh, have a good couple of calls coming up. Sounds great. Talk to you soon, pal. All right. That is Joey Zoczewski, again, voice of the Rockford IceHogs, does a fantastic job on play-by-play and always just a great mind to pick in terms of upcoming Blackhawks prospects. We'll be hearing a lot from him throughout the pre- and post-game show coverage and probably more here on Blackhawks Live as well. Still got more to get to as we're closing out at 8 o'clock tonight. Again, if you've got a thought, you want to text, you want to call 312-981-7200. We'll try to squeeze you in before the end of the show. Blackhawks Live, 720 WGN.
0: Chicago's very
1: own WGN. Hey, hockey fans, it's
2: Chris Chelios. What are you sipping tonight? El Bandito Yankee is a new ultra-premium tequila that is 100% pure and natural with no additives, just 100% blue agave. El Bandito Yankee tequila is the most flavorful blue Weber agave in the world. Now available at Benny's, Mariano's, Jewel, and Woodman's. Go to ElBanditoYankee.com to learn more about what makes us so damn good. Hi, it's Lou Manfredini, and I'm here with Mike Gilkey, president and owner of the Gilkey Window Company. Hi, Lou. Gilkey is Chicago's only family-owned, direct-to-consumer window manufacturer, Why should that be important to consumers?
0: Well, Lou, we feel that being a family-owned company means that we have a greater sense of commitment and product accountability to our customers. Well, that makes sense to me. And the fact that you sell Gilkey Windows directly to consumers means that there are no middlemen marking up your product. That's exactly right. This allows us to build a better, more energy-efficient window at an exceptional value for our customers. For over 40 years, Gilkey has outperformed the competition. Right now, take
2: $300 off Gilkey windows and $800 off Gilkey patio doors. Gilkey also has no-money-down low-interest finance plans. Choose vinyl or choose fiberglass. Just be sure to choose Gilkey. Visit Gilkey.com to learn more or call 888-3-GILKEY. That's 888-3-G-I-L-K-E-Y. Oh, hey, neighbor. Allied First Bank wants to welcome you to HomeloaningAF.com. Yeah, you heard that right. Homeloaning AF. Asterisk free home loans. No hidden fees, no surprises. We offer the best complete bundle of services, rates, and pricing for your specific needs. We offer several lending options. Get pre-qualified today. And yeah, the AF does stand for more than Allied First because we're awesome flugelhorn... <laughs> Allied First Bank. Go ahead. Take advantage of a bank for once. Homeloaningaf.com.
0: This fall, with each rake of the leaves, you know your bones and soft tissue will rake against each other, cause pain, and wear away. The Joint Relief Institute knows this too. And they know how to treat those persistent pains of osteoarthritis. They've done it over 250,000 times. They're experts at treating joint pain. They can quickly, non-surgically inject a gel into that exact spot where your knee, ouch, hurts when you rake or walk or go up the stairs or chase after those kids in a process that promotes the growth of the body's natural fluid right where you need it. Your knees will feel more cushioned with each step, so you can better rake your leaves and my leaves. You want to rake my leaves? Your knees will let you. Make an appointment for a no-obligation consultation with the kind folks at the Joint Relief Institute. They'll treat you like family. Call 708- 888-0000. There's one located near you. They're in Orland Park, Oak Brook, and Northbrook, too. 708 0 as in zero Pain. Here's a chance and a shot by Tames, and he scores his first NHL goal in his first NHL game. What a debut for Jonathan Tames giving the Blackhawks the lead.
1: Want to feel old? 15 years ago, that's when that happened. 15 years ago Jonathan Tave scores his first career NHL goal in his first career NHL game on his first career NHL shot uh, that is the San Jose TV broadcast that clip courtesy of this day in Chicago sports history on Twitter that's a great follow by the way at Chai sports day as they have uh, anniversaries of every single Chicago sport it's really fun I'm Joe Brand this is the final moments of Blackhawks live uh, doesn't look like we had any time to get to some calls or text today but again we will be taking some calls on the postgame shows this year and the Hawks start their season On Wednesday against the Colorado Avalanche, probably should wrap things up with talking about the Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane saga, who obviously everyone is questioning whether or not they're going to finish this year as Chicago Blackhawks. And the latest on that, both Jonathan Daves, Patrick Kane have mentioned that there have been no talks about a trade. Kyle Davidson Has stated that as well, and that seems to be the case. That seems to be pretty standard throughout everyone. That is the latest on that. One other note on Indigenous Peoples Day, the Chicago Blackhawks Foundation was proud to sponsor over 200 seventh grade students to visit the Of This Place exhibit at the Burpee Museum today. We are committed to deepening our education and lifting up the stories and lived experiences of our Native American partners. Again, that comes from the Chicago Blackhawks Twitter as uh, they continue. to uh, make a lot of solid and important progress on that as well. That's going to do it for our first episode of Blackhawks Live. Big thanks to Joey Zakszewski, our producer Jack Heinrich, Ernie Skatton for the help. We'll talk to you on Wednesday as the Blackhawks visit Colorado to start the season. I'm Joe Brand.